Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talk Wolfpack. You know what I'm saying? We're getting it rolling. Host Shay, Performance Talk Podcast. F1 Minute, the hottest live show. This Formula One content base where it's more about you than it is about me. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're about to talk briefly, shortly, about Max Verstappen's drive in a capacity or at least in title of the 55 laps. And was it that amazing? Was it that amazing what Max Verstappen did in Monaco on medium tires, C4 compound? Was it that amazing? That's what I want to, that's what I want to kind of go over. That's what I want to talk about. That's, that's what I want to see if maybe even you thought, maybe you have some of your own suggestions. Good evening, Mary Beanie. What's going on? Big shout out to those in the, in the super chat, Steve Carrier being the first one into the live chat. What's going on? So yeah, we're going to talk about this just a little bit. So do I think it was that amazing? I think it was I think what Max is able to do is quite quite damn commendable like what he's been able to do. Set aside like we're going we're setting we're setting aside Max Verstappen's character right for a minute. Like we're not we're not dismissing his character. We're just setting it aside talking about we're going to we're going to compartmentalize this conversation right here, right? I think that's I think that's only fair for right now. So I can just be unbiased, right? What's going on Mary Beanie? What's up Samaj? What's happening? What's going on Blue Diva? So was it that amazing what Max did in Monaco? I think it was I think it was commendable. I don't think it was far off from what other drivers could have done, which we'll look at that as well. I think the situation and circumstances definitely pushed him to do it, but it's not to be discounted because regardless of the circumstances and situations that forced him to do it, he was able to do it, but there were other things I believe mixed into the pie that made him or enabled him to be able to do that. All right. And let's just be like, let's be right up front before we even get into the 55 laps. Alonzo was working his ass off to take pole position from Max because Alonzo came in very confident in Monaco that he indeed was going to be the race winner. Alonzo was very confident in that. Like with hands down, hands down, he was confident in that. And Max Verstappen had something to say about that. And the lap, and I always tell you all, don't count Max out for the hot lap. It's coming. It's not about, it's not about if, it's just about when. And, and that's just going to be the case until other teams develop cars that are equally competitive to the Red Bull. Now, it's quite possible. <laughs> After Perez's gift in Monaco, saying basically, I might be securing my future elsewhere, and here you go, you're welcome, Crashing the RB19 to get it then craned out for everybody to see the floor development of Red Bull. You might likely see a bunch of floor updates coming really soon. So Perez is to thank for that. Okay. Uh, so big shout out Perez. All right. Trying to damn stabilize and equalize the uh, competitive grid. Also, I saw a couple of comments saying that maybe Alonzo has been so appeasing and so soft with Max Verstappen because he indeed might be hoping to get a Red Bull seat. Maybe his stay with Aston Martin might be a little shorter than a lot of us may think it, it can be. I don't think it should be because I don't really have any expectations for Alonzo's future. I just look at what Alonzo is doing right now in the AMR 23 and he's loving it, right? He's loving it. He's got a competitive car, which is what a driver needs. So a lot of times when I hear people, you know, use a double standard, in comparison to other drivers, it kind of doesn't make sense. But Alonzo's doing what he needs. And Max Verstappen took that pole position lap from him. 
Like that, that was a solid lap. Also, not gonna discredit Max Verstappen getting the race win. He put himself in some sketchy situations, true. But there were other drivers in sketchy situations that were unable to completely avoid wrecking the car or running off into the runoff area or colliding with the wall, which Lance Stroll did more than once in just a small amount of time and a small amount of distance, tearing up his front wing and inevitably DNFing himself. Also, Carlos sliding off track, impacting the SF-23 on the side. Fortunately for him, it didn't cost him the entire race, but he almost was working on it. Not to mention, he also ran up into the back of Ocon, later tried to blame him for that. Who else do we have? George Russell. George Russell ran off into the runoff area, re-entered unsafely. Pretty much could have cost Perez his sad race because Perez was having a horrible day and could have ended up killing his race given that the impact had been a bit harder. There hadn't been any rain there. So there were several situations where drivers created a situation and then were unable to handle that situation. Max Verstappen having a few situations where he collided with walls or ran a little wide, but was fortunate enough where those didn't keep him from finishing the race. This is just true. This is, this is very true. So there also has been, I want to be very, very transparent here. There also has been a campaign to make Max Verstappen something that he completely has not accomplished yet, but maybe on his way to accomplish. I do think that is in light of trying to have him overshadow one of the greatest, if not the greatest driver in Formula One at this point in time and who has accomplished the most in Formula One, still accomplishing things in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton. Let's just be real about that. I think I can say that and also still give Max his credit for what he did in Monaco and and what he's done other places as well. But you I'd want to say this. You do realize Max Verstappen has the fastest car on the grid. Galacticus, Max quality lap was fast as hands down facts. And that's what I said. That's a fact like that quality lap was was killer. It was killer. Max laid it down on that quality lap. No doubt about that. But. We also still know Max Verstappen has the fastest car on the grid for like the past two seasons now. The fastest car on the grid. So if I can admit what I can admit, surely you can admit that, right? Meanwhile, you talk about another driver saying, oh, yeah, the fastest. Well, Max, what do you think Max is in right now? The RB18 and RB19 have been the fastest car on the grid. And it's only getting faster. Supposedly, Red Bull is going to be bringing updates to Spain. So I wonder what those updates are going to do. But, you know, sometimes the old saying, don't fix what ain't broke might kick in but up until now red bull has only been making what's good better and what's better could be the best and what's best i don't know what the hell's after that what what are they going to do next all right so let's get into this because i do think there are some things to take note of uh, of what took place in monaco and i think right now with although what they're saying is true i do think in context it's like eh it is true but it's, you know, there's some things in there baked in there that kind of help that be. So let's take a look at this. So if we go into Max Verstappen right now, they're talking about 55 laps in Monaco, the longest stint on medium tires. OK, but let's let's do this. I think it would be better if they put 55 laps, the longest stint in Monaco on medium tires, because we all know what Monaco is likely one of, if not the shortest circuit length on the grid, on in the calendar, on the Formula One calendar, not in the grid, but on the Formula One calendar. 
So there's something to be said about that. So let's let's take a look at some of that. Let's just take a look. So if we look at Monaco, 78 laps. Galactica says P1 win Monaco eight of ten times, so nothing special. Hey, thank you. I was going to get into that too, Galacticus. Thank you for being. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Monaco is a circuit. If you're if you're if you're anybody aside from Logan Sargent, because Logan Sargent has proven that overtaking is very possible when you are racing against him. He's giving away overtakes like Ofa Renfrey. I did that shorts. Check it out. I'm just saying. But likely in Monaco, where you finish as far as qualifying is where you're going to finish specifically or not far from in race results, given an incident doesn't happen or you don't DNF. And we saw this as much. Ocon qualified third. He finished third. Okay, those positions don't change much in Monaco. So the win is like eh two. The win's like eh two. It's like, man, it's Monaco. Man, that's why I say, you know, that's why I'm also comparing it to Miami because I am campaigning for Miami to replace Monaco. All right. For several reasons, which is another video and a video we've done and we'll video we'll keep doing until it becomes a real thing to like Monaco does not make it. And Stefano, I'm going to call you out on your BS because you said you're not going to keep tracks on the calendar if they don't make the necessary updates and the improvements for the infrastructure to facilitate the new era of Formula One cars. I'm calling you out on that. You said you were going to do that. If Monaco stays, that contradicts what you said. Monaco does not have the space, not only for safety equipment to get in and off the track. That's why they're using an obscene amount of cranes, but for cars to overtake and have a good amount of challenging race. It's not that. Monaco is almost becoming more of a wreck fest. And if that's what you want, like an entertaining race on calendar, like you're going to make it more difficult where these cars are not going to be able to get through these S's and these turns, then okay, I guess if that's a selling factor for you, but not for me. So anyway, Monaco is 78 laps, 3.337 kilometers. And Lewis Hamilton still holds the lap record there. Miami, 57 laps with a length of 5.412 kilometers. Max Verstappen holds the lap record there, which is another reason why I chose that track. But I'm going to throw something else in there that's a bit more comparable. Instead of apples and oranges, we're going to get more like the red apples and green apples. Okay, so let's uh, let's check this out right here. Let's just let's just just let's go into this. So Monaco is like 40 percent less than Miami, 40 percent less length. That's a big chunk of distance and length taken off of your lap. That's also a big chunk of tire wear that you don't have to worry about in Monaco that you would have to worry about. In Miami. Also, draggy, slow circuit, tire wear is not going to be the same there, which is also why Pirelli probably feels like we could use the C4 versus they using the C3 in my in Miami. All right. So that's why I said we're going to compare something else. So with that being said, if we take those 55 laps that Max Verstappen did, we're going to get 183.535 kilometers, okay, within that length time. If we convert that over to Miami. It's not 55 laps. It's 34 laps. That 183.535 kilometers equates only to 34 laps in Miami, which is not even it's not even a full race yet. It's not it's not even close. All right. We're, we're talking about what do we got? 57 laps. So, you know, roughly uh, over 25, over over 50 percent, over 50 percent race in Miami. It's 34 laps. All right. That's still something to be said because we saw what happened in Miami. We did. But also given 
track temps, air temps, and the speed of the circuit and the wear of what happened. We saw what happened to medium tires in Miami, which is why a lot of us question, why would you put Perez on medium tires? I don't care about what the top of the field was using. I don't care about it being C3 compound, okay? I care about what we saw in Baku with medium tires, period. And what we've known over the course of this season is that Pirelli has not done a good job with their tire compound ingredients, and they need to get it dialed in right. And I don't think they've been exactly great or good at what they are prescribing for each track. And I think they're now starting to probably kind of see that. And I think Pirelli's going to start like, okay, yeah, we, we, we as we thought it should have been this compound, it probably needs to be this compound or we need to address the compounds. Pirelli hasn't been that great with it. And a lot of times Pirelli's suggestions really aren't great suggestions. And I still will debate it that I'm telling you, putting Perez on the hard tire would have been a better situation for him because he's got the fastest car on the grid and he likely would have had that position back within a few laps, just like Max Verstappen came from what, ninth to six within or ninth to something within three laps, whatever it was within six laps, Max had made up about three positions. So nobody's going to, you can tell me this, but I'm not going to believe it that Perez losing a position to Alonzo, he would not have been able to get that position back. I don't believe that. So, but if we go to Baku, again, where they use a C4 compound in Baku, I believe they use C4 compound. We're talking about 30 laps there. We saw what happened to those tires there. All right. It didn't make it well. So this does not say that Max still didn't do an amazing job pushing those tires to the limit. But what I do think is very important and what enabled him to be able to do so is something else. All right. This is what I think. So let's go into, let's go into this. So right here, we'll see Max Verstappen, 55. We all know what happened around the 50, about 53 to 55 laps. Rain started coming down. Teams are going to get off these tires. But if you notice, Max Verstappen is not the only driver to take these tires in the 50 plus some odd laps. Okay. If you go down, Norris hit 50, came out on hards and came out on enters because of the water. If you go down a bit further, you'll see that DeVries, who hasn't been doing much, his damn Formula One career might be on freeze, took the 53 laps. Just two laps shy of Max Verstappen. Although not under pressure. Because what was Max really waiting for right here? Max was really waiting for, they were trying to beat Alonzo out. They didn't want a situation where Max would pit, Alonzo was on the hards, although scrubbed, would end up pushing out. And then once he pit, Max might not be able to beat the undercut due to the conditions and the track situation. And then there is, even though Ocon did beat the undercut, got back out in front, they didn't want to take that gamble. So it pushed Max to keep going until Alonzo pitted one lap before him and then had to, Alonzo, and, and then really what's funny is Alonzo ended up having to pit again. So what happens if Alonzo doesn't have to pit again, because what happened is they took a gamble on putting Alonzo on mediums and then have to call him back in to put him on the inners. So it could be something to be said that Aston Martin ruined Alonzo's chances of actually having a race win, which I'm not mad at it because Alonzo's character, I don't, I'm not rooting for Alonzo, but I'll still say he's doing a damn good job in a damn good car this season. But uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not rooting for Alonzo several reasons, although he's doing a new floral thing and, you know, Alonzo's going to start, I think he's going to buy a nursery, a greenhouse nursery, and start raising up orchids and roses and corsages and start being some type of florist, 
whatever that is, whatever the kumbaya. It is amazing what having a having a good car will do for you as far as your character and your mentality race to race. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't really changed underneath, but this new icing of the AMR 23 has given Alonzo, like has given us a little bit of room and breath of fresh air to be able to tolerate Alonzo this season. Like he's all big brother. He's all friendly with Max. He's doing everything. So yeah, so that is what it is. If you come further down, you'll see that Yuki also did 53 laps on the medium compound. I know it's two laps shy, but I don't think it's shy enough to say that if we're going to compare Max Verstappen's driving ability to DeVries and Yuki being able to do the same thing, is it that amazing? Is it that amazing? It's not that it's not true. I'm asking, is it that amazing what he was able to do? And if it is, then I guess DeVries and Yuki are also amazing. Lando falling a little bit short. I mean, he's like five, four laps also. I, you know, I'm not going to put him right there, but two laps in, eh, I'm going to say. It, 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 makes, it makes a difference, right? So then let's go into this. Also, Pirelli, since people think it's like the Bible this season, which I'm Pirelli is like on probation with me. They said 30 to 38 laps as far as Monaco before you come off on a one-stopper going to the hards. All right, 38 laps. Well, Max pushed those tires well beyond that. So either Pirelli are way off target or Max, Yuki, and DeVries are that damn good. So what do you think it is? Is it Pirelli is way off target about their compound? Or is it Max, DeVries, and Yuki are that damn good? This is what I'm saying about Pirelli's suggestions and what they got 38 laps max and yuki pushed above 50 and north 50 and above on that same compound that they were only approximating 38 laps on so either like i'm saying either pirelli's not understanding their compound same as mercedes didn't understand the w13 or you got three drivers that are all within red bull and they're that great they're that great at tire management okay so let's go to this next slide right here. Baku. It was uh, it was said that 13 to 20 laps. This is where I'm more more propping on. I'm more hitting on Pirelli. 13 to 20 laps was the one stopper suggestion and go to the hard tires. If you go down here to their slower, they said 16, 18 to 16 laps and then go to two different hard, go to two hard tires and finish out the race. Blue Diva from Mary Monaco failed. It F1 circuit status. It is. It is a failed. It is a failed circuit status. You ain't lying, Mary. Big shout out. Thanks, Blue Diva. You ain't lying. It, 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 it's it is. So here we go again. But if we look, no drivers barely met the slowest. They barely met that. You're talking about the, the longest stint on mediums here is what running up 11. Perez, Charles, Alonzo, Sainz. Stroll, Russell, but wait a minute. Max Verstappen is not there. Why? Because he was even complaining about these medium tires and he came off of them early. So what's going on, Pirelli? You, you, you know, do you understand what you, what you built, constructed, or do you not? Because your estimations for these tires have been off at different circuits. So I'm really questioning Pirelli, and I know a lot of you 
a lot of you have even said maybe it's time to open up the market for other tire suppliers. Now, I understand that could be quite a process. And also, does it mean these tire suppliers are going to come in where Pirelli are and be able to take off running? Or are they going to be falling on their face and trying to get it all right? And then by then, we're kind of like, we should have just stuck with Pirelli. I mean, they wasn't doing too much different. At least they had a bit more information, but they got a bit more information. And to me, Pirelli's, I'm not trusting what they're saying. If me, I'm using everything based off what has happened. What happened at this circuit? I know maybe it's not the same distance. C3, C4 compound. Look at that. Uh, I mean, even though C3, C4, medium tire still, you know, it wasn't the greatest. Maybe I'm going to do something else. That's all I'm saying. So then if we go, go to the next slide. There we go. We see that. Now, here we go. Here's where I think these are some variables, some ingredients that indeed added to Max Verstappen and other drivers being able to push those medium tires. If you look right here in FP3, you're talking about 46.5 degrees Celsius. Well, in Fahrenheit, that's 115.7. That's getting warm. That's, that's, a, that's warm. I've been in 115, roughly 100, a little bit over 115 degrees. It's, that's hot. It's warm, especially for air temp. That's warm. And air temp, though, it was 27.7 degrees Celsius. That's 81 0.86 degrees Fahrenheit roughly you know warm 81 degrees is not hot for me you know born and raised in the south of America it gets it gets hot Monaco had nice weather no fighting it was easy thank you Galacticus that's what I'm finna get to brother thank you very much thank you very much so when we get to this what was the temperature race day race day race day what was that temperature this matters this does matter when it comes to tire wear, tire degradation. This does matter. What was the race day temp? Well, race day temp was significantly lower than free practice temp. Race day temp is 30.3 degrees Celsius, which is going to take us to 86.54 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not hot when it comes to track temp to me. That's not hot. 86 degrees. If we're talking about air temp, it was 23.8, which is 74.84 degrees. What else did we have? I'm, I'm just saying that matters. Does that not matter when we're talking about rubber meeting the road? Does that not matter how hot that damn road is? It's going to tear that tire up. The hotter it is, I'm telling you, the, tear, the tire is going to wear more. Temperatures were significantly lower the day of the race. Also, not to mention... We're talking about Monaco. We're talking about Monaco. Not a very fast circuit. We're talking about Monaco. So then if we go here, let's take a look at this. Here's Max pulling into the pits, lap 55, I believe. Look at his medium tires. For 55 laps, those medium tires look damn good. They look damn good for 55 laps. Just saying. You put those medium tires on on another circuit like Baku, Miami. I want to see what they look like after 55 laps. I want to see what 55 laps of a C4 medium compound tire looks like on Miami or Baku. I want to see that. You think he's doing that? 55 laps in Miami? Baku? Nah. I don't think so. I don't think he's doing that. So once again, 
I'm just saying, not discrediting Max's talent, his ability. He's proven that. But was it that amazing? Was it that amazing? 55 laps on a medium tire in Monaco. Slow, draggy track. Temperatures definitely decreased by 10 or more. I mean, if you want, if you want, a, want an exact, exact, we're talking about 115 minus 86. We won't worry about the point. 29 degrees less, almost 30 degrees. 30 degrees difference between FP3 and actually race day. That's, that's significantly cooler temperatures. That's definitely going to give you more ability to take that tire out there, which is why you still were able to see Yuki and DeVries also did it. Now, what their tires look like might give you a little bit more insight to the talent and ability of the driver. Now, if we look at Yuki and, and DeVries' tire, and if they look like, holy crap, then okay, yeah, that speaks to that. But I'm just saying, I'm definitely crediting Max because he... He, although in the fastest car, it's Monaco and having the fastest car necessarily there isn't the biggest advantage, right? Because always the street and the track are the equalizer, right? And if you don't have the space and ability to really utilize that, it kind of is a discount for you, which is why we all say where you qualify in Monaco is likely where you're going to finish. Overtaking is rough. So, there is also that. There's also that factor. Temperature was down. It's at Monaco. It's not necessarily a fast track. So the race win situation, I understand it discounted. The 55 laps, I mean, I'm not overly hype about it. I definitely credit it for him because he had to do that in order to retain his position. But I also still say, and I got to, maybe I got to go back and look at the race. But had Alonzo's team not placed him on mediums and put him on inners out the gate instead of that small lap on mediums, are we talking about a different outcome for the race? That's what I got to go back and like maybe make sure because I'm pretty sure Alonzo pitted before Max because that's what they were waiting on. I think he pitted before Max, but Aston Martin screwed up, put him on medium tires instead of inners. Max come, comes in the next following lap, pits, Goes on enters, like remainder of the grid, and Alonzo has to come back in. And think about that. Alonzo pitted twice and still was able to keep and retain second place. <laughs> if that doesn't say something to you about Monaco, come on. Come on. So it still doesn't mean that any other team is going to be highly competitive with Red Bull. Like Red Bull have the fastest car on the grid right now I don't know what teams are going to do as far as with them collecting visual information about what the floor is, the kicks and the cutouts and the rounded edges of some of the, like there's a lot of little, little nuances of the Red Bull floor that definitely are not existing on other floors. And they understand that. Nui understands those little elements and he understands how to make them work thus far. Why you see and look at the plank on the RB19. Look how worn it is, like almost worn across evenly throughout that plank versus other planks and even the RB18's plank. There and even the skids, like Nui has done a profound job. Like he has done a profound job at creating and still adding to this car to make it even better. Like there, there's, 
there's not enough Red Bull can say about that to him. There's enough I can say about it because I'll get tired of saying Nui's name after some time. But the work he's done for them is amazing. So, yeah, you know, some little things here and there about Max Verstappen's, you know, the whole 55 laps. And it's at Monaco. It's like 40 percent less than most tracks, anywhere from 30 to 40 percent less. It's not even 50 laps, 55 laps. At another track, we're talking about 33. But even still, we're still talking about you got 33 laps compared to what Pirelli is saying their tire can do. And you still do. Th- that's st- that's why I'm saying it's still something that he did. It's still very awesome what he did. It's, it is like he still pressed those tires, but it also means it's Pirelli not really understanding their compound and their tires and what their tires ability have the ability to do. So there are a lot of things in there, but I'm not taking credit. I'm not taking any credit away from Max for what he did, getting a race win, laying down a significantly hot lap for qualifying. Definitely not taking that from him because he always does that. And I credit him for him all the time. Although you think, you know, I don't credit Max for anything and you think people say it, but still doesn't take anything away from him being a dirtbag. Max is still a dirtbag and, you know, his dad's still a dirtbag, but he's a good driver dirtbag. So that is what it is as well. So big shout out to you all. Big shout out to Galactics. Big shout out to uh, Blue Diva, Mary Beanie. I see you in the chat. Who else is in the chat, this fam? Big shout out to Malachi, OG Zilla. Oh, Carrie's Gold. Big shout out to you and the fam. Who else is in here in the fam that I didn't acknowledge yet? Wildcat. Big shout out, Wildcat. Happy birthday, bro. It's Wildcat's birthday. Happy birthday. I would tell you something, but I ain't going to tell you here. I'm going to let my bro, I'm going to let my bro have the day. You know, I'm going to let it be his day. Ain't going to tell you, bro, but big shout out. Happy birthday. I can just tell you that, you know, we got some things in common. So big shout out to you. Uh, Yo, also hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. King JJ. I like that name. Big shout out to King JJ fam up here in the Wolfpack fam. Who else is in here that I need to acknowledge before I pop off of here? And also, yeah, so big shout out to you all. So let me know what you think about, you know, the 55 laps and the tire in Monaco and all of that stuff we just talked about. And let me know your thoughts as to Pirelli's tire development, the compounds. Do you think Pirelli actually are losing grip on what they're developing? You think they're going to be scrambling to make? Do you think it's going to be better next season? Are you a component of saying, I want to see other tire suppliers in here? Because it used to be, Drivers could pick their tire suppliers. I think Goodyear, Bridgestone, and Pirelli were there. They used to be able to do that, you know, and also people don't say it enough, but do you not remember, like, Bridgestone was directly making tires, personalized tires from Schumacher. So there are some tidbits that help with those campaigns that maybe a lot of people don't mention. So, yeah. So, anyway, big shout-out to y'all. Carries Gold. Samaj Imagery, what's going on, bro? And once again, shout-out, happy birthday, to the bro Wildcat, one of the drivers in the Wolfpack Epic Grudge Racer Series and the fam. Uh, definitely a, a long supporter here of the family members. So we got some things coming, got some things blowing. We in a new race week. We're about to be in Spain, y'all. We're about to be in Spain. We're about to see what that W14B, that Bravo, can really do. We're about to see what it can really do. All right. We're about to see if Ocon and Alpine can mimic or duplicate their success from Monaco. That's going to be telling. That's also going to be an indictment on Monaco. I'm telling you, a lot of things happened in Monaco, but still he had to lay down a hot qualifying lap to get in third to keep third. And he kept it and converted it. So no hate on Ocon. Congratulations. Uh, although not a race win, he got on podium. And I don't know when the last time Ocon was on podium. You got to think about that, too. Think about how 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 many drivers don't get podium, let alone race wins or championships. This shit just gets Minimal and minimal every time you go up. So 
Big shout out to y'all. Y'all be safe. I will see you all soon in the race week. You know I'm going to be live. You know we're going to do kickback quality trivia. Come win some money. $25 or $50 gift card. Wildcat uh, was almost there. Had all the questions right. Just a little bit slow. But Will edged everybody out winning this week. And then the Will landed on $50 for him, which he's going to be receiving a $50 Visa gift card. OG Zilla was our latest and newest VIP member. And we got a new VIP member that we're going to present this Sunday. So be here for that. Like VIP members are coming up like crazy OG Zilla oh also waiting OG Zilla shirt your shirts should be here I should have more shirts made and done let's see the Merc brings the DRS update that's gonna be crazy too so I'm gonna try to get an updates list and we're gonna go over some things here like we typically do so big shout out to y'all about to get out of here peace